Welcome back to another episode of the Uptime Punks. We've got Lauren Ryder with us here today. Um, lovely to have you here with us. And Susanna is also with us. And she's streaming live from Hawaii with a marching band in the background. <laughs> Lauren, how are you? Thanks so much for having me, Paul. I'm doing great. Um, over here in, at PTC in Honolulu as well. Yeah, it's been a great time. Oh, that's good. So how does it feel to be a top 10 DC influencer? I mean, it's, we're interviewing everybody about it and it's quite a heavy title, right? It's like- <laughs> it is a, There's a huge weight on my shoulders. Well, it was quite funny. Um, so the, it was Data Center Magazine who published it and um, they're based in the UK and I'm based in Australia. And um, so I woke up one morning, sometime in the middle of the night, this list had gotten published and I woke up and my LinkedIn had just blown up. I, we, I had over a hundred uh, friend requests and comments. I didn't even know where to start. So I had to scroll all the way back to the beginning of the notifications. And the problem is when you've got 10 influencers, they all know that they should tag all the other nine of them in their post. So I was tagged all over the world. It was great. It was, um, I was actually quite flattered. <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's like, it sort of also comes with responsibility, I think, because you guys are the voices of the industry. Um, and one of the topics we're discussing with everybody's um, net zero and sustainability. And when you look at the industry and the data center market itself, how do you see the development of net zero carbon footprint? Do you think it's going in the right direction? Could it be a little bit faster? How do you feel oh, about it? I think it can always be done a little bit faster. Um, but one thing I will say in Australia, we are working hard and particularly, so I um, consult into leading edge data centers and it's a regional edge data center business, um, the only one in Australia. And that particular business was built with sustainability in mind at every single step of the way. So whether it was putting a solar shield on top, which keeps the temperature down, putting solar panels on top, buying renewable energy, um, you know, using companies that have good you know, scope three. It's, you know, taking sustainability to that next level, even though it's smaller data centers, it's trying to make that impact in whatever level you're at. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, I think that's maybe the, the right way to go about it. I mean, what we always say is like, you, if you want to see change, you got to start from yourself, right? That's right, in your um, own backyard. In your own backyard. Um, so do you think do you think technology will 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 support the cost for the data centers to be more sustainable or do you think like we still need to invent a couple of things to make it even easier for everybody so this, the software that I've seen that manages the data centers, what I have seen um, has been fantastic. Um, you know, smart buildings and sensors and all those things internally um, that do help to reduce your carbon footprint. Look, I think there's always a way to go. We, we can always improve. Um, and, you know, being the industry that is creating one of the highest carbon footprints in the world, we actually have an obligation to continue to improve. Yeah, I mean, it's like when people think about data centers, they always think about, oh, that's a bad, bad kid in town, right? Because this is where it, like all the pollution comes from, all the energy just gets sucked in. But then people forget that without data centers, well, it's on Netflix, there's no podcast, there's no internet. So yeah, there's a, there's, it's the silver lining behind it, right? Exactly. People talk about having all their things in the cloud, but don't really know where the cloud is. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
people don't know what the cloud actually is. That's the next mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, so what do you think are like the data center industry trends for 23? Where do you see the industry going? Yeah, look, I, I definitely think going back to that sustainability, that is going to be a big, hard-hitting area. The other area um, that we're seeing as well is expanding out to edge. So um, at PTC now, having a lot of meetings and people are talking about how we can move data closer to the user, how can we can use the edge to be able to access um, you know, data quicker, faster, more effectively. Um, there's also um, a lot of uh, work talking about, um, you know, keeping data local, um, keeping things on shore. That's a that's a huge hot topic at the moment. We've got big in Australia, um, the data sovereignty and all of that. So yeah, those are kind of the topics that are that are coming up. Um, I'm seeing a lot of businesses really wanting to work together. There's a really big openness um, for um, you know communication and collaboration across the industry as well. Yeah, I think that's something like the data industry has anyways, people learn from each other, right? So that's something which is quite, quite unique, I think, because in other industries, you know, we don't have it like this. It's like, it's my secret, you know, not to see how it's done. Um, but yeah, so you say data sovereignty in, uh, in Australia. So is it different than in Europe or in the US or? From what I understand, from what I've heard, apparently yeah. Australia is um, has come really hard hitting on it. Um, so um, I, I don't know that the rules across uh, the other countries, but but from what I hear, yeah. we, we, we've taken a pretty strong arm. But what that means is having our local data centers across Australia is we're exactly right place, right time to be able to do that. I mean, there's there's some businesses who can't use, for example, uh, using a CRM. Um, you can't, a lot of Australian businesses can't use HubSpot because they don't have any local servers in Australia. So there's there's businesses like that that are starting to feel the pinch that some Australian businesses can't use them anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 funny because for, for the edge, I mean, I had a, on a podcast with a guest one time from Bertis and they were doing a project with Walmart and they were fitting out all the Walmarts with little edge data centers. Just in the um, car park. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, the question is, is that really the future, right? Because then you could also say that the Tesla is actually a mini data center, right? Driving around. There is so much data being uh, being taken every single... I'm actually a Tesla driver myself, so... Um, okay. <laughs> get that one close to home. Yes, I've got my little my little mini computer I drive around all day. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, it's quite interesting because... So you think the trend is going more towards people having... Well... You have like a little data center somewhere around the corner from the house, and then you just keep everything at home. Wouldn't well, this replace think, the big data centers? Of, well, look, I think I think there's somewhere in the middle. So if we look at regional Australia, the way that it has um, grown up, that's exactly what's happening. So um, companies have their their um, servers in closets under stairs in kitchens um in the strangest places um and but the problem that we have is we don't have our backups and we don't have our you know our power and all of that and and they have a lot of blackouts in regional australia so Mm. what leading edge data centers is doing is creating regional hubs but within a tier three environment so it's somewhere meeting there in the middle so rather than just being a tiny little box that's you know nearby to the user you actually get all of that redundancy all of that built in like you would a normal you know hyperscale data center but mm. bringing it small so we we call that digital equity so you don't need a massive huge data center but you do need access to the cloud and you do need access locally to your servers um so 
Yeah, because Australia is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a continent, starter, <laughs> and then this is huge. Um, and then also not all areas are really developed, right? Um, well, well so, nobody lives in, in the middle of the country because everything that's out there wants to kill you. <laughs> We've got the most deadliest spiders and snakes in the entire world. So most of the population actually lives around the outskirts of the country, most around you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, some in Perth and Adelaide. Um, that said, um, there is a, a large amount that's moved into regional, and those are the populations that we're servicing. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, okay, so for you, this is actually an interesting one. I haven't asked anybody else this. What's what's your favorite data set that you walked into? Well, that's interesting. So I've only done Australian data center tours, um, but I'll tell you my favorite one um, was the ASX, so the Australian Stock Exchange. And the reason why we went in there and it was like, um, what do they call it? They call it fiber porn. You know, when they have all the fiber lined up. And I, I'm allowed to say that on here. Um, Susanna, so Susanna is sitting there like, mm, she's going, no, she didn't. So, what it is, is they've got all the fiber because it's a, an exchange, that every single piece of fiber has to be the exact same length. So that every single business has the exact same opportunity to reach the exchange and do their trades. And so what that means is there is fiber. So you might have, you know, your, your rack is sitting there right next to where you know, the plug is, where somebody else is. So there is just fiber running everywhere. It was a bit of a madhouse, but it looked really cool. Um, it, was, it was a very, very cool data center. Fiber porn. Cool. All right. Taking that one. Susanna, <laughs> what do you think about that? that? One. She's really cool picks. I am listening attentively and learning from Lauren as usual. <laughs> Is it the first time you got the term, Susanna, for the cables? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very, yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, this is why I love about the industry. I think we just talked about a little bit earlier, right, Paul, with the other speaker yeah. is, you know, I've been in it for 30 day, 30 years and, you know, I talked to you last before I go to sleep and I talk to you first when I wake up in the morning with amazing people around the world right and every conversation you learn something new that you never even thought about you heard before so hey I think we I think we need to encourage more people to join our industry <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I am fairly new to the industry. So my background was technology. I do, I've got a consulting business doing digital transformation and change. Okay. Um, so I actually got brought into the data center industry only in sort of the last three years. So again, becoming a data center influencer was a, a huge shock. But, um, you know, I, 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 I jumped into the industry with as much gusto as I do anything that I do um, and so and it was an easy industry to fall into um, everyone here is just so friendly and they want to learn about you and what you're doing and yeah everybody really just wants to work together and collaborate um, where do you think where do you think the industry um, needs to work on most where do we need to work on that I, that's a difficult question for me um, because I, I've only been in this short time. Um, look, the, the one thing I think that um, always, always when I go into every business mm -hmm. that I 
start with communications always becomes the number one thing that we can do better we can always speak to each other better we can be more clear mm -hmm. we can you know explain i think um there can be a bit of smoke and mirror sometimes um with the lingo and trying to understand what, you know, what people are saying and it's just about being maybe more clear so that everyone is there on the same page yeah it's like sometimes when susanna talks to me i i i think she forgets that i don't know anything about data sciences <laughs> don't have a PhD in it. <laughs> yes, you do know a lot about data center. You're no, always I just know. being humble, Paul. You're just being humble. Maybe you don't live inside 24-7 like I do and, and loving it. And no one really does because there's actually a joke, Lauren, I'd like to share with the audience. And someone shared that with me and I like it. They said, hey, Susanna, we only need one person and a dog. And I said, for data center operation, I said, that sounds good. He said, well, yeah, because part of it is uh, AI and uh, automation and software defined network has really have improved the standard operating procedure. I'm talking about the operation part, not the not the build part, of course, or the, or the construction side. And he said, you know, you need to get the dog there, like Bruce, maybe, Paul, so we can actually keep the people out. And then you need the person to feed the dog. And I and I really like that. <laughs> well, do you know what's really funny, Susanna, that you say that? Because we've actually so the, so the data the leading edge data centers are actually run as dark sites, um, you know, big big tripod spike fences are that, but um, it's actually part of the sustainability initiatives to not have people on site. Um, but we did talk about having a dog outside, but not a real not a human one, a robot dog. And because we've seen them, we used to, they, they, they actually exist. And so we laughed about having a robot dog at each data center. To guard the, the guard from the human coming in to uh, mess around uh, exactly. and make human I mean, error. Yeah, That's we decided in the end, decided in the end to trust the uh, sea yeah. of cameras um, that exist outside the building. Yeah, but, yeah. The dog's yeah. always a possibility. Yeah, I think I'll go back and focus on sustainability. That's uh, because that's you know more work that we need to kind of get done. Okay, <laughs> very cool, great. I mean, wouldn't you keep cats in the data centers so it catches the rats? I mean, just a question of like, there's pest controls for data centers now. Why wouldn't you just keep a cat in it? It's maybe a better idea for both of you even. I would, I would love to have a cat in our data center. <laughs> I should have a cat in every single data center. <laughs> okay. I like that um, idea. We could actually start the trend. We'll have um, Luna. Mine is called, uh, well, actually I have a few of them. So we can have uh, Luna leading the pack. I think that yeah. would be great. That would my, be great. My little kitty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you're particularly looking forward to at the conference now when you're out there? Look, what, what I'm finding is that what's really important for everyone in the industry is to approach every conversation as an opportunity. Yeah. Right. So rather than saying, oh, we might be competitors, I think coming in and being open and sharing, um, you know, the world opens up. So I think, yeah, that I'm actually just looking forward to learning from other people um, and finding out what else we can do together. Oh, that's amazing. Um, is there anything you would like to leave with the audience before we end our lovely episode today? 
Well, I think I think I would be remiss in saying that um, I have joined as a, a woman in what is clearly a male-dominated industry. I have spent my life in IT in male-dominated industry. Data centers is slightly more so that. But I have actually um, met the most incredible women since joining. Um, they've been women events here at PTC. Um, I've just created some incredible networks. So I suppose what I'd like to leave with is to say that as a woman in the data center industry, or if you're thinking about it, I do highly encourage you to come and check it out because there's some very cool opportunities here. Oh, that's great. Susanna, you would like to say something as well? Yeah, actually I echo that. Then you get to meet amazing ladies like Lauren. And we got to go to conference like in Hawaii and we got to hang out in the networking event with the Iron Chef uh, event that we went to last evening. So good food, great company. We laugh a lot. We all collaborate to uh, solve problems and, this, um, and the industry is full of men. So come on in, ladies. That's right. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, both of you. Take care. Enjoy. Thanks, Bye. Paul. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thanks, Bye. Susanna. Bye. Thank you, Lauren. You're the best.